three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, and we are continuing through Joshua as I try to encourage us to be more and more in God's Word and reading it well. And one of the ways to get better at reading God's Word and actually enjoy it more and more and more is to read it more and more and more. And that way you get used to reading what, oh, I've read this before, and and it picks up, and you can put it together, and lots of things. Anyway, let's get on with Joshua. We're in chapter 22. We have these two and a half tribes returning home. And on their way, they're going to do a little something-something. And it almost gets really bad. All right, so verse 10. And when they, they again, let me just pause for a second. This is the half-tribe of Manasseh and the Reubenites and the Gadites. They're the ones that had settled in the eastern part or on the east side of the Jordan River before Moses had died. And now they're returning after helping their fellow Israelites settle the land of Canaan. Okay, so here we go, verse 10. And when they came to the region of the Jordan... That is in the land of Canaan, the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh built there an altar by the Jordan, an altar of imposing size. Now, let me stop there. So, imposing size. So, this imposing, this is a word also, a Hebrew word that was also used talking about the burning bush. So, it was it was visible. It was maybe awe-inspiring. And it was on the West Bank, probably. Uh, on the West Bank, I think that's what we have believed for the most part. <clears throat> so it's on the other uh, 11 and a half tribes, 12 and a half tribes die. Okay, verse 11. And the people of Israel heard it said, Behold, the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh have built the altar at the frontier of the land of Canaan. In the in the rain about the Jordan, on the side that belongs to the people of Israel. So there, that's why we say the West Bank. And when the people of Israel heard of it, the whole assembly of the people of Israel gathered at Shiloh to make war against them. Then the people of Israel sent the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead, Phineas the son of Eleazar the priest. And with him ten chiefs, one from each of the tribal families of Israel, every one of them the head of a family among the clans of Israel. And Phileas would represent the Levites. And they came to the people of Reuben, the people of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead, Gilead. And they said to them, thus says the whole congregation of the Lord, What is this breach of faith that you have committed against the God of Israel in turning away this day from following the Lord by building yourself an altar this day in rebellion against the Lord? Have we not had enough of the sin at Peor from which even yet we have not cleansed ourselves and for which there came a pledge upon the congregation of the Lord that you too must turn away this day from following the Lord? And if you too rebel against the Lord today, then tomorrow... He will be angry with the whole congregation of Israel. But now if the land of your possession is unclean, pass over into the Lord's land where the Lord's tabernacle stands and take for yourselves a possession among us. Only do not rebel against the Lord 
or make us as rebels by building for yourself an altar other than the altar of the Lord our God. Did not Achan the son of Zerah break faith in the matter of the devoted things? And wrath fell upon all the congregation of Israel, and he did not perish alone for his iniquity. Then the people, this is going to be long, sorry. Then the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh said in answer to the heads of the families of Israel, the mighty one, God the Lord, the mighty one, God the Lord, he knows and let Israel itself know if it was in rebellion or in breach of faith against the Lord, do not spare us today for building an altar to turn away from following the Lord. Or if we did so to offer burnt offerings or gain offerings or peace offerings on it, may the Lord himself take vengeance. No, but we did it from fear that in time to come, your children might say to our children, what have we to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? For the Lord has made the Jordan a a boundary between us and you, you people of Reuben and the people of Gad. You have no portion in the Lord, so your children might make our children cease to worship the Lord. Therefore, we said, let us now build an altar, not for burnt offerings, nor for sacrifice, but to be a witness between us and you and between our generations after us, that we do perform the service of the Lord and in his presence with our burnt offerings and sacrifices and peace offerings. So your children will not say to our children in time to come, you have no portion in the land in the Lord. And we thought if this should be said to us or to our descendants in time to come, we should say, Behold, the copy of the altar of the Lord, which our fathers made, not for burnt offerings, not for sacrifice, but to be a witness between us and you. Far be it from us that we should rebel against the Lord and turn away this day from following the Lord by building an altar for burnt offerings, gain offerings, or sacrifice other than the altar of the Lord our God that stands before his tabernacle. When Phileas the priest and the chiefs of the congregation, the heads of the families of Israel who were with him, heard the words of the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the people of the Manasseh spoke. It was good in their ears. And Phineas, I'm not saying that right. I'm saying that more like the show, so I apologize. Um, the son of Eleazar, the priest, said to the people of Reuben and the people of Gad, and the people of Manasseh. Today, we know that the Lord is in our midst because you have not committed this breach of faith against the Lord. Now you have delivered the people of Israel from the hand of the Lord. Then Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, and the chiefs returned from the people of Reuben and the people of Gad in the land of Gilead to the land of Canaan to the people of Israel and brought back word to them. And the report was good in the eyes of the people of Israel. And the people of Israel blessed God and spoke no more of making war against them to destroy the land where the people of Reuben and the people of Gad were settled. The people of Reuben and the people of Gad called the altar witness, for they said, it is a witness between us that the Lord is God. And that's the end of chapter 22. So, you know, how quickly when somebody does something, we come to a judgment. 
on why they do it. And I think this is a real good application. Now, they were what I love about this story <clears throat> is that the is it the the priest uh and I Finihas and the other tribal chiefs when they heard this report, they knew in their spirit they were telling the truth. There is no lawyering up. There is no, oh, you're lying. They immediately knew that this was true. And so this likeness to the tabernacle that they had made, and they had made it pretty grand, was in fact what they were saying it was for, to be a witness. However, before they heard it from the mouths of the people who did it, they had already judged what they had done, that they had created this terrible thing. And in fact, what they had done was a great thing. And how often do things like that happen in our lives where we do something and it gets blown out of proportion or it gets totally misunderstood? Um, and sometimes before we get a chance to really say, well, this is what it was or this is what it is, we can be judged and, and we can be literally excommunicated, if you will. And I think the I think people are in general guilty of this. And although it doesn't often lead to war, it does sometimes lead to war and it almost did lead the children of Israel toward to war. But I think that it, more often than not it wrecks friendships or maybe prevents friendships. It can it can wreck a person's reputation it can wreck a person's uh job it can cause somebody who would have been a great asset to the team to not be a great asset to the team to be off the team because of something that was completely misunderstood and and so that's what we see here we see an almost really bad situation turn around for the good because they immediately sent the diplomats, if you will, the priest and a leader of each of the tribes to go and address what they were seeing. What 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 is this? What have you done? Have you blasphemed against the Lord? Did you and they go through some of the history, right? Even the the, the recent history that all of them had seen and how God had judged that person and everybody connected with that person. And so that where some might say, hey, let's build this, two and a half tribes, that all of a sudden all of the tribes are punished. So I think you I think you pick up on that pretty easily. But for us to just realize what a great story here in the middle of Joshua that I think is more often than not, not even really looked at. Could be a couple of great sermons that maybe need to be heard more often than not. And so the altar of witness is this great altar that's built by two and a half tribes to remind the other tribes across the Jordan that we are brothers and we are serving the same God, worshiping the same God. And in fact, for us to do it right, we have to cross the Jordan and come over here to Shiloh for now and put down our sacrifices and our burnt offerings. So there you have it. And the people lived happily ever after. <laughs> Not. But for now.
through living in peace and in rest. God bless you. May you have a restful rest of the day. And we'll talk to you soon.